1 Kings chapter 21, 1 Kings chapter 21, um, we see, uh, we talked about this last week, the proposition of Ahab. Hey, Naboth, I want to buy your land. Naboth says, God won't allow me to. And uh, then we see the plot of Jezebel. He goes and he whines and he cries and he acts like a big baby. Uh, None of us act like that ever, right? (laughs) None of us ever throw a fit and act like a big baby. But uh, he did. And when he did, Jezebel decided to get involved. And well, when Jezebel got involved, uh, she became wicked about it. And she decided that she was going to kill Naboth so that her husband could have this vineyard. Jezebel's plan is pretty wicked. Well, um, we're going to pick up reading after. Well, let's go ahead and read what happens to Naboth at verse number 14. We'll start in verse number 14, and then we'll work our way down through the message of the message that God gave to Ahab to give to uh, to King Ahab. I mean, King, I'm sorry. The message Elijah had given from God to give to King Ahab. Look at verse number fourteen. Then they sent Jezebel. Then then they sent to Jezebel, saying, Naboth is stoned and is dead. And it came to pass when Jezebel heard that Naboth was stoned and was dead, and Jezebel said to Ahab, Arise and take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite which he refused to give thee for money, for Naboth is not alive, but dead. And it came to pass when Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, that Ahab arose up to go down to the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite, to take possession of it. So what took place here is that Jezebel got rid of Naboth, and here came King Ahab thinking he was something something special, and he took possession of something that did not belong to him. But he was able to take possession of it because Jezebel had killed Naboth and his his family. What wickedness. But God had a message for Ahab because of the wickedness that was taking place. And even for Jezebel, and we're going to talk about that, that is the proclamation of Elijah. Let's read, we're going to read a couple verses here. We're going to stop and go through just a little bit. And uh, look in verse number 17. The Bible says, And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Arise and go down to meet Ahab king of Israel, which, in, which is in Samaria. He is in the vineyard of Naboth, whether he, whether he is gone down to possess it. And thou shalt speak unto him. Look, listen to these words that God tells Elijah to say to king Ahab. And again, we're looking at a man who's standing before the king. It wasn't like he was standing before his his friend or standing before someone that was an equal to him. He was standing before the king of Israel or king of uh, Samaria. All right? So, uh, uh, let's see. uh, And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord. Hast thou killed and also taken possession? And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, In the place where dogs lick the blood of Naboth, shall the dogs lick the blood of even thine. Hmm. And Ahab said to Elijah, Hast thou found me, O mine enemy? And he answered, I have found thee, because thou hast sold thyself to work evil 
in the sight of the Lord. Let's stop there. I'm going to give you a couple different thoughts and then we'll continue to read. So look at this. Uh, the discovery. So the proclamation of Elijah. We'll first look at the discovery of Ahab. Look at verse number 20. And Ahab said to Elijah, hast thou found me? What? You found me? Look, I, and again, I say this. Elijah came to King Ahab and said, hey, bud, your sin, you're wrong for doing this. He accused him of killing Naboth. Now, what we look at this, uh, the Bible says, I believe in Numbers chapter 32, verse 23, the Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. So what took place was, was Ahab's sin was coming out. And that, that coming out was that he had murdered Naboth or had him murdered. Now you say, well, he didn't exactly do that. Yes, he did when he refused to stand against it. We look at, we look at the discovery of Ahab, then we look at, uh, uh, I'm sorry, number or letter B would be the, the deeds of Ahab. That, that's not in your points, but the deeds of Ahab. What was the deed of Ahab? To kill, to kill Naboth. Did he stop Jezebel? Did he refuse Jezebel to kill him? He stood in the face of evil and allowed it to take place. And so I say to you and I submit to you, Christian, when you allow evil to go along and evil to happen, guess who's responsible? I am. If, if I have somebody live in my house and they are living in evil and doing wrong and taking part and doing something that's absolutely wrong, who's liable? Me. When they come to my house and find it in my house, they're going to come to me because I own the home or I rent the house. I'm, I'm the keeper of that house. It's on me. Christian, you're the same way. When God comes to you, it's in your house, bud. You take care of it. It's sitting in your yard. Well, it, you, know, uh, you know, they're doing it. No, he could have stopped Jezebel. I remember something that took place in my life and I had a friend of mine who was going to do something stupid. Something stupid. And I called them on the phone and I said, look, what you're about to do is something stupid and you have to stop it. You cannot do what you're about to do because if you decide to do that, you will destroy your life, your family's life, their family. I mean, just you'll 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 make a your life a big hole in it. You can't do it. Christian, there's things in our life that we ought to stop doing because it will affect our family. Naboth, I mean, Ahab's sin, not only we see that deed, that, that he didn't stop that from happening, but because of that sin, who died? Who died that shouldn't have died? Naboth, somebody who believed in God so much and had so much faith and believed him. He said, I'm not selling that property because God won't let me. Be sure your sin will find you out. You've got sin in your life. Hey, look, if I have sin in my life, guess what's going to happen? It's going to come out. It's going to come out. The deeds of Ahab were wicked because he just sat there and let it go by. Sometimes it's okay to protest evil. There's things in our country that are going south. And guess what? 
It's okay to protest against it. And it's okay to say stuff that you don't agree with. It. Yeah, it's okay. And as a preacher, guess what? It's just fine. Because sometimes we need to protest against evil. We can't just sit by and let evil happen. I, I believe there was there's a statement that uh, that was said, all that it takes for evil evil to I can't remember the exact wording, but all it takes is for evil to prevail is for good men to do nothing. What would have happened, if you go back in the history of America, what would have taken place if good men who would not have stood up to England, where would we be at today? We would not be in this position had not good men stood up against evil. Against the evil deeds. And the wicked things that were going on. And even when it comes to government. You say government. There is separation between. We need. Sometimes we need that separation. We don't need the state telling a single thing. What our church needs to do. That's the separation between church and state we need. We don't need, the, we don't need a government run. We don't need a government run religion. And we don't need the state telling us what to do. But as a Christian. It's okay to voice your opinion on what's evil and what's wrong and what's right. Because I'm not going to stand by. Eh, it's alright. But there are Christians that will. And there are people that will. Ahab did. Something? Oh, I have to. <laughs> Go ahead. You know, the way I look at things and, and about this situation here, you know, about you know, some people doing evil and you're not saying anything. If you don't say something about what's going on, you agreeing with what's going on. That's right. That's right. And if you disagree, you need to speak up. If it's right, it's right. Speak up. If it's wrong, speak up. That's right. Because if you say nothing, then you're agreeing with whatever's going on. That's right. That's right. And you're just going with the flow. Yeah. That's how I look at oh, it. Oh, I agree. I agree. Well, protest it. Yeah. Now, I mean, there's there's a sometimes there's a proper way. Yeah. Especially when it comes to leadership, you know, when the government, what, just because you don't agree with everything the government does doesn't mean you need to, you know, act stupid about it. There's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. Absolutely. But in King Ahab's position, he had the power to walk up to Jezebel and say, no, this ain't happening. But he refused to. As a husband and as, a le as the leader of my home, you know what? And who's answering to that? Me. Look, Miss Janice, if your husband does something you don't like, he's going to make the decision because he's the head of the house. But if you don't like it, what, what do you have to do? You have to talk to him about it. But sure, you can run and go complain to a bunch of other people about, well, you should have seen what he did and all the evil things that he did or whatever. But ultimately, if you want to make a difference, you're going to have to go to the person that's making the decision. And talk to them. And that's and honestly, that's how a lot of church business gets messed up is because something is done and somebody doesn't like it. So instead of coming to the preacher or the leadership of the church, they start talking about here and there and this and that. And so they stop, stir up trouble when there doesn't have to be. 
Because all, if there's something that is said, something that you don't disagree, something that you don't agree with, or something that is done that you're like, well, I don't know why. Well, all you have to do is come to us, hey, why? And I'll be glad to tell you whatever it is and why it is what we do. Because that's the right way to do it, not the wrong way and going around causing trouble. That's where you get into trouble in church, and that's where you get into trouble even in marriage. If I have a problem with my spouse, guess who I'm not calling? I'm not calling my buddies to try to complain about my wife. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying to work things out with her rather than calling everybody else. Because then it affects everyone else that's in the situation. And they don't even have to be involved with it. And on the job. And on the job, yeah. If you've got something wrong with your boss or you've got something wrong with, hey, go to him about it. Find out how to just go to him. Because <coughs> I have found that a lot of times there wouldn't be an issue if you just asked the leadership position. Well, you know, you, you should solve this. You should do this. Well, all you got to do is go to leadership. And a lot, a lot of times, issues are not solved because you won't open your mouth. And talk about it. Uh, I've seen people be mad at each other for for a long time, and it's because they won't even open their mouths and talk to each other about it. But there's a right way to talk, and there's a wrong way to talk. Makes absolutely. Even your tone of voice makes a difference. I try to watch my tone, but sometimes, guess what? <laughs> my tone's not always the prettiest. Well, your tone can attack just as quick as your words. And you say, why are you talking about that? Because sure, we're talking about the deeds of Ahab, but ultimately, he should have spoke up. He could have went to his wife and he said, hey, Jezebel, listen, I want this land, and I've cried about it, and I've whined about it, and I've threw a fit about it, but ultimately, it's not mine. Let him have it, and I'll just get another piece of property. But no... He just allowed evil to take place and never tried to stop it. I know. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. That's right. That's right. She's exercising her loyalty. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Well, look in verse number 19. We see the discovery, the deeds, and then number three, we see the death. Look at this. He says, this is a prophecy, and thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, in the place where dogs lick the blood of Naboth, shall lick thy blood. Do you know what he just did to him? He just told him what was going to take place to him. He just told him that you're going to die. Because of you standing there and not standing up to your wife and not leading your home like you ought to lead it, sir. He said, because of that, you're going to die. Chapter 22 and verse number 29. Look what takes place. And so the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Judah went up to Ramoth Gilead. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, I will disguise myself and enter into battle. Uh... But put on, put thy robes 
Thou on thy robes, and the king of Israel disguised himself and went into battle. But the king of Syria commanded his 32, 30 and 2 captains that he that had rule over his chariots, saying, Fight neither with small nor great, save only the king of Israel. And it came to pass when the captains of the chariots saw Jehoshaphat that they said, Certainly it's the king of Israel. And they turned aside to fight against him. And Jehoshaphat cried out. And it came to pass when the captains of the chariots perceived that it was not the king of Israel, they turned back from pursuing him. And a certain man drew a bow at a venture and smote the king of Israel between the joints of the, of the harness. Wherefore he said unto the driver of his chariot, Turn thine hand and carry me out of the host, for I am wounded. And the battle increased that day, and the king stayed up in his chariot against the Syrians and died at even. Who died? Ahab. Chapter 22. I'm sorry. Chapter 22, verse 29 through 35. And the king died. Verse number 38. And one washed the chariot in the pool of Samaria, and the dogs licked up his blood. Hmm. Pretty interesting that Elijah told him in the chapter before, because of your wickedness and because you killed Naboth and you didn't stand and protest against the evil, you will die and the dogs will lick your blood. And what took place? He died and the dogs licked his blood. Bible says no man sinneth unto himself. What took place? Was judgment. Judgment. Well, look at this. So we see the discovery, the deeds, the death. Then number four is the deal of Ahab. Look in verse number 20. <coughs> and Ahab said unto Elijah, Hast thou found me, O mine, uh, mine enemy? And he answered, I have found thee, because thou hast what? Verse number 20. He said, Because thou hast... See it? Sold thyself to work evil. What did he do? He sold who? Himself. Who did he sell himself to? I don't know that I've ever seen that before. But he sold himself. What, what, did, he, what did Judas do? Who did Judas sell out? Judas sold out Jesus. Who did Achan sell out? His whole family by taking something that didn't belong to him. And who did Ahab sell out? Ahab sold himself to work evil. That's wicked. That's terrible that he would sell himself to work evil. Wow. When I read that, I said that is unbelievable that he would sell. He sold himself. At what price? At what cost? What cost? What cost did it, did it? What did it cost him to sell himself to work evil? His life. That's right. That's right. His life. But not only his life. But look in verse number twenty-one. We'll continue to read. Behold, I will bring evil upon thee, and will take away thy post posture. 
and will cut off from Ahab him that pisseth against the wall, and him that is shut up and left in Israel, and will make thine house like the house of Jeroboam, and the son, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Bashan, the son of Ajah, for the provocation wherewith thou hast provoked me to anger, and made Israel a sin. You know what happened? He said, he said this, your children will die and you will not reign. Your children will not reign as kings after your death. They will be killed too. So what cost? What cost? His family's cost? His cost? His, his wife's cost? I mean, everything. He sold himself to work evil. We look at the dynasty, the deal, the death, the deeds, the discovery. Then number five, and lastly, look at the dame. Who's the dame of Ahab? Jezebel. Queen Jezebel. Look at verse 23. And of Jezebel. I'm not done yet. Ahab, I'm not done yet. Let me tell you what's going to happen to Jezebel. And of Jezebel spake the Lord, saying, The dog shall eat Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Who's going to eat her? The dogs. I'm not going to turn there just for sake of time, but if you, if you want to mark your Bible, go to 2 Kings chapter 9, verse 30 through 37, and you will see the prophecy come, come true that the dogs ate Jezebel. Why? Elijah said it was going to happen. But who told Elijah? God did. You see, God, I really believe this. God had leniency with, the, with Jezebel and Ahab. How many times did they have a chance to get right? How many times did they have a chance to do something different than what they did? How many times? He went to Ahab first. The water, the rain, the fire. The, 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 the evidence that God was real. And Ahab refused to see God. But I want you to see something what takes place here in Ahab's life. I, Ahab does something in verse number 27. Look what happens. <clears throat> and it came to pass when Ahab heard those words, he rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his flesh and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went softly. Hmm? And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Seest thou hast how Ahab hath humbleth, humbleth uh, how, how Ahab humbleth himself before me, because he humbleth himself before me. I will not bring the evil in his days, but in his son's days, and I will bring the evil upon his house. Ahab got right. I don't know how long that lasted. I'm not for sure. But Ahab got right. And God said, because you got right, I won't bring all this evil in your day. I will bring it upon your children. Children of God, as a testimony of everyone in this room, I would say that everyone's born again. Guess what? We need to follow God's plan. Avoid that wrath. Avoid the judgment. God brought judgment 
Because they refused to stand. He had a chance to stand against evil and he wouldn't. There's many of us that we need to stand against evil. And at what, at what cost? At what cost? I'm not selling myself for evil. I'm not going to do it. And I would hope each and every one of you in this room would make a decision and say, look, I'm not selling myself out. I'm not selling, I'm not selling out to work, work evil. And I would say that as a majority, I would say there's not one person in here that says, man, I want to work evil. Right? But, Christian, we need to pray and seek God's face. What does he want for us? What is it, where, where do we go from here? He didn't follow it. He didn't follow that. He didn't ask God. Because what would God have said about killing Naboth? I know what he would have said. What are you doing, sucker? You don't kill my man. You may have any thoughts, questions? You know, whatever you do, but it has to be today. And today, you're selling your testimony. Yeah. How can you witness to anybody after you do that? You can't. About the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't. Once you've done that, I mean, and that's what the devil wants us to do. That's right. It's to, to fall, trip and fall. That's what he wants us to do. He doesn't want us to be a witness for Jesus Christ. That's right. He wants us to trip. He, he wants to trip us. And he puts all kinds of stuff in front of us to make us trip yeah. and ruin our testimony. That's right. So we can't testify for the Lord. That's right. And if he can get you off track, if he can get you to say one word, he has... Um, the Bible says a, a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city with walls. What does that mean? If I kick you off, if I offend you, you know what? You're going to be hard for me to win you to Christ. And if I hurt you with my words, I hurt you with my with my actions, it's going to be hard for me to come back through and try to win that brother to Christ after I've offended them. I mean, so sometimes kind words are okay. <laughs> what do they, they? You attract more bees with honey, right? Look, and there are times where you have to say, I mean, evil, evil. You have to stand up against evil. You can't just let it go on. But there are times where you just need to be uh, harmless, uh, wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. You know, there, there are times where you need to be like that. But, but, and you've got to stand against evil. You have to, I've, I've read that somewhere this morning. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Matthew chapter number 10? Yeah, I sure did. Whenever you said that, I said, oh, that, that recollection came back. You know? <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. She is. She's ready. Well, anybody else have any thoughts or questions? I mean, this is, to me, a pretty, uh, the not the reaction that I figured that Ahab would have is, is the reaction to get right rather than the, the reaction to kill Elijah? You know. That's, that's been good. That's a good study and everything. Amen. Yeah, but I also, you know, whenever we do, we proclaim to be Christians. Yes. Sir. I, I know that I accept the Lord Jesus Christ as my and nobody can tell me otherwise. Yes, sir. I mean, that I know that I know that I'm saved. Amen. 
That's right. I may not get the punishment like Abraham. Yeah. You know, because he's but my my family. That's right. That's right. It goes back to my family. Yeah. They'll get punished for what I did. And I don't want I don't want that. That's right, that's right. Amen. I don't want my kids, our kids or our grandkids to our great grandbabies and everything to to suffer for something that I did. Absolutely not. That's right. That's right. And a lot of times our children will face the sins of the father. Uh, I heard a statement said, what you do uh, as a parent in moderation, your children will do in excess. And that's not always true, but it, a lot of times it is. Um, and it's important. I mean, Ahab, yes, he got right there at the end. But his children face the consequences of his sin of not, you know, of multiple times having a chance to get right. Not that his children didn't get right or get saved or I, I don't know because, you know, uh, you know, if you look, I think it's Second uh, Kings chapter number 10 talks about the, the uh, his children being um, cut off. I, I'm not exactly for sure on that text, but um, talks about the, his children being cut off. I mean, and so you look at that and you say, why? Well, I mean. Why? Because of the wickedness of Ahab. Even though he got rocked, his still, his still children still face the consequences. Just like us, we still face the consequences, or our children still face the consequences of our evil, even if we get right. Even if we, even if we turn and do right, they still face the consequences of doing wrong. Somebody will. Somebody will. You reap what you sow. I mean, what you put in the ground today, you're not reaping tomorrow. And so it takes time for that, that reaping to take place. And so if I put something in the ground, such as my children, and teach them certain ways, eventually it will come out, rather in my children or in my life, it will come out. Yeah. And you will pay. You will pay for what, you, what you've done. That's right. All right. Anybody else? No? All right. Well, let's end with a word of prayer. Dear God, I thank you for today. I thank you for allowing us to be in your house together.